Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, as we enter Q4, we're in September, we're in the fall, we can feel the shift in the weather. We can start feeling the shift in energy and focus. And, and just as you know, we change the seasons, we're kind of leaving something behind and moving into the new. And, and I feel for me, energetically, that's what's happening as well. And I want, I want to share three areas of focus that actually I read in uh, Chrissy Jones, her, her blog today. And it was about focusing on our mental, our physical, and our spiritual energy. And I can tell you earlier on in my career, when I was just a little sponge and talking to everybody about what the best salespeople are doing and and what we should be doing to really increase conversion rates and close more deals and get pipeline. And I was always looking for those tactical, you know, what negotiations, what should I be saying? What should I be doing? As I get more experienced in life and in sales, I realized that (laughs) while they're important, there are things more important that govern that. And if you look, if you take care of the big picture, the little pictures and those downstream activities take care of themselves. And so the mental, the physical, and the spiritual, and, you know, starting with the mental, you know, think about, think about our role as salespeople, whether we're a founder, we're an individual contributor, we're a sales leader, you know, we have to drive results. We have to drive outcomes. We have to achieve the results, our quota, But, you know, there's another person at the end and we have to connect with them. We have to build rapport. We have to build trust and make them feel that we are genuinely there to help them achieve a goal. We're not showing up transactional. We're not looking out for our commission and counting the dollar signs. And if we are, they're going to feel that. And so the way in which we look after ourselves, the way in which we see ourselves, the way in which we perceive ourselves all comes into play in our customer engagements. And so how we show up, how we, you know, activities, the self-talk, the thoughts, the actions, everything we do within ourselves first is going to influence us, the way we show up and the experience we provide for our prospects and our audience. So you might think, well, Karen, this, this isn't really that important. And, and I can tell you in my 20s, you know, probably just focus on the physical. But now in my 40s, you know, I I can see the difference when I'm off my game, when I'm not, when one of these, you know, pillars hasn't been worked, I feel it. And so I just want to talk to you about the mental and the mental game is paramount. In every training session I do, I always start with mindset because again, sales is a transfer of enthusiasm, of belief. And confidence. They're buying our confidence. They're buying our outcomes. Yes, you've done this before. I want to work with you. But if we don't have that belief, if we're showing up with a defeatist attitude, with doubt, with doubting ourselves, with negative thoughts, with head trash, all these things that irrespective of how much experience you have, we're human and they still show up, then we are doing ourselves a disservice. We're not being authentic and true to ourselves. And we're most certainly not inviting our prospects to partner with us because they see right through that. And so even on the days that you think you're hiding it, we're not, they see through it. And so what are some things we can do to really hone our mental game? Every book I've read, every podcast I've listened to that's in terms of, you know, uh, mindset and best practices and, you know, millionaire behavior. It's all about the morning routine. And so how many people 
have a, a morning routine that they do religiously and regularly, consistently, that it's now automated? Or do you hit the snooze and then get up eventually and just go on your phone right away scrolling? And I just think it's so toxic to do that because you haven't put your feet on the ground. You haven't even checked in with yourself to say, how am I going to show up today? What do I need? Who do I need to be today? Who do I, what part of me do I really need to bring to the table? Is it, you know, my courageousness? Is it my curiosity? And we haven't even had a chance to check in with ourselves before we invite the world in, whether we're going on LinkedIn, we're on email, on Instagram, and then we start comparing ourselves to other people. And then the comparison, the negative thoughts, the doubtfulness has started right first thing in the morning. And I just think, oh my gosh, how can you do that to yourself? So when you think about a morning routine, you know, how can you how can you fill your mind with positive, with affirmations, with beliefs, reading something, you know, read something for 20 minutes that fills your brain, that starts the day, that sets the bar high of what kind of day this is going to be, how you're going to show up, what is the experience you're going to provide, what, how are you leaving the world better today than, than anyone else or the day before? And that all starts with just that belief system. And so I would say, you know, if you have journal. You know, I've been journaling for, I'm going to say almost 10 years now. And I start with the the gratitude. You know, what are the top three things I'm grateful for that happened in the last 24 hours? And the reason it's 24 hours is because I'm looking for those small wins that sometimes we find insignificant, but over time you start stacking them and you start seeing the goodness in the world. And, you know, focusing on an attitude of gratitude, there's so much science behind it that it really does shift your mindset and it allows you to, con- to focus on what you can control. I mean, we can easily go down a, a rabbit hole of negativity and things we don't have and focus on, you know, lack and scarcity. But if you can focus on what you're grateful for, the small things, it goes a long, long way. And again, a journal is also just a, a dumping ground for your thoughts, reflection, ideas, um, even affirmations. You know, what can you write in the present tense as if, if, as if you've already achieved it so that you're training your brain to see yourself as that person, as that athlete, as that parent, as that partner, whatever it is, that it becomes the norm. What affirmations can you repeat that over time, repeatedly through the day? So I would say in the morning, throughout the day, and definitely going to bed before you go to bed is what, you know, you're programming your subconscious to what are you going to be thinking about? What are you going to be dreaming about? And again, it's like, it's like when you hear a song on the radio and you kind of can't get it out of your head. Well, how can you do that with your affirmations? So that you start the belief process that then from there, the behaviors start following suit and then that drives action. And so definitely uh, affirmations that are in line with who you are, um, are, are critical. And again, the science supports all of this. So a little bit of, of ideas about the mental game and just getting your mindset Um, in the right place before you show up. So think about, you know, your role. If you're a sales leader, how are you showing up? Are you checking any baggage, anything that doesn't serve anyone else at at the door before you show up, before you get on those calls to make sure that you are in a position to serve and you're others focused and you're present and you're happy and you're content. So you, we got to start with our own inner work and that starts with mindset and, and playing the mental game. And the next one is the physical. And so, so many, you know, so many 
benefits come out of physical. When you think about you're in a bad mood, especially in sales, if you don't get the response you're looking for, spend a lot of time on a deal and you don't get it, you know, when you can change your state and when you can go for a run, a walk, a hike, you know, what was once daunting and, and unbearable <laughs> quickly becomes a, a memory in the past when you, when you work out and you get a sweat on. So how can you move your body and, you know, whatever you also enjoy. I think if you have to look at what's sustainable for you and, you know, if you're going hard on CrossFit or something that's really hard on your body, like you, you you know, you can do that a few times a week, but find something that you enjoy that still moves your body that allows you to turn off and just get your heart rate up. Maybe it's a hike, maybe it's a bike, maybe it's a run, um, anything that just moves your body. And first thing in the morning, again, starts your day. And sometimes things are really, really hard. And what I always say is, you know, how we do anything is how we do everything. So when you can start your day with something that's, you know, we're, we're a lot stronger than we think we are, but something that tests us and pushes us. And even if it's holding the plank for another 30 seconds longer, that resilience, that um, determination, that commitment, that difficulty, that that spills over into your day. So when you're having a difficult call, you you go back to that moment on the treadmill or on the Peloton or whatever it was, and you're like, I did it there. That that t- mental toughness and physical toughness spills into your cold calling when you get a bad, a bad result or someone hangs up when you, you call again, you know, sending an email, you just send one more email when you're, you know, sending a video, you can send one more video because you've built up that physical strength, um, you know, in the morning working out. So I think it's critical to move your body. I think you also have to look at what are you putting in your body and, you know, uh, both fluid wise. So water, how much water are you drinking to hydrate yourself? And what kind of food are you putting in there? You know, again, the older I get and, you know, I look at what my kids are eating and, you know, processed and refined foods are just, you know, you go up, you get a sugar high and then you, and you crash. And then you look at your focus and you're saying, well, why am I all squirrely? Why am I all over the place? Why can't I focus? Well, look at what you're putting in your body. Are you eating, you know, healthy carbs, healthy foods that keep you full longer, that you can actually pump out a good day's work, that you can love your body and know what you're putting into it and be proud of it. And even, you know, if you're exploring things like intermittent fasting and looking at the science of the benefits of what your body's capable of when you put it into a deprivation mode, provided it's safe and, you know, you've gone through your doctor with it. But I mean, you can change, um, you can get rid of brain fog, you can, new microbiomes, it forms, mental clarity, focus, so many things are connected to diet. And I think too often we sit at our desks, we're stressed out, we're not drinking water and we're just kind of, you know, even if we're on the road, we're, we're putting garbage into our mouths. And I just think be intentional, look at what you're putting in your mouth and is this in line with your health goals? And first of all, what are those health goals? Are they vanity metrics? Do you want to look good, you know, um, for your upcoming vacation or, or do you want to be healthy and fit to run after your kids? So what, what is the why behind all this? Because I think if that's not clear, and I probably should have started there, but if that's not clear, it's very easy to lose the motivation. But if you know why you're doing what you're doing, this goes for anything, you know, the commitments there, the consistency is there because the picture is, is vivid, it's clear, and it makes sense. And for me, I have young kids. And so um, I want to be around for them. So I, I take this stuff seriously. 
And the last one is spiritual. And this can be, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be religious. I mean, whatever religion you are, is there, is there just a higher being that you can connect with that kind of puts things in perspective and realizes that I'm down here, but there is something greater than, than me. Again, meditation falls in this. Can you do breath work and really focus on breathing to allow you to calm your mind and connect with your inner child, connect with the spiritual, connect with your guides, connect with whomever you connect with. And I think it's, again, when you think about where we're at in the seasons, like this is a a period of resetting in between summer and fall. And when you can really connect with yourself, ground yourself and, and reset, it allows you to understand what fulfills you, what motivates you, what guides you. And you have more clarity, you have more fulfillment because you, you're connected to something bigger that allows you to be purposeful versus transactional and going through life just kind of all over the place. And so I'll just share a little um, journey that I started last year is I do a solo trip to Sedona. And I did my first one last year and I'm getting ready for my second one this year. And the reason I do it is because I have a very busy life. I have a business, I have a family with young kids and I need time for me. I need to check back in. I need to understand my purpose, that it still is the same, what's changed. And when I can change my environment and connect with earth, especially out in Sedona, the vortexes, go hiking in the mountains, do meditation, have surrounded by spiritual guides, I get very connected, very centered. And I I come back with crystal clarity. I come back with laser focus. And I have my true north. I have my guiding light because I know what fuels me up. So when things don't go my way, I don't go, I don't get rattled because I know me. I know what's important for me. I know what lights me up and I feel very connected. And I can also let things go. I can surrender and say, look, this is bigger than me. I can't deal with it. And whoever's out there, can you can you take it off my hands? And I think a lot of times, sometimes we just have to let things go and we're trying to control too much. And so whoever to you is that upper being, being able to let it go is uh, is freeing, it's liberating. And it allows you to just focus on what needs to be focused on and what's within your control. So again, this is a different kind of podcast today I'm sharing. And some of you might think, well, this means nothing to me, Karen. I want more of the tactical and you know what? That's okay too. But I I can tell you for me anyway, these, these three areas of focus are game changing and they're big picture. They're lifelong, but I show up completely different. I show up in service. I show up grounded, present, energized fulfilled, aware. When I don't do it, and maybe you're the same, you feel the difference. You feel you're perhaps looking to social media more. You feel those cravings coming on. You feel this disconnect and this um, fluttering almost like you can't sit down and focus. And if you do, I would ask yourself, you know, maybe you don't have any, You maybe you have two out of these things. And if you're feeling some of those 
situations where you're not focused or you're not fully grounded or you're not present, maybe there's an opportunity to add add one of them to the list. So if your mental game is not where it needs to be, how can you do some mindset work? How can you even, you know, tune into some podcasts that really focus on meditation, mindset, read tons of books out there. If you're not physically active or you're not um, practicing enough physical activity, you know, how can you even at lunchtime go out and do a walk, walk around your block, walk around your building, walk around wherever you can just move your body and change your state to change your perspective. And spiritual, how can you get out of your head? How can you see things through a different lens? How can you connect with someone bigger than you to really help you define and crystallize your purpose? So we know why we're here. What's important to us? What lights us up? And all these things allow us to show up authentically, confidently for ourselves but also to create an experience for our buyers. 80% of buyers see no difference between us and our competitors. And if we can work on ourselves and show up in a way that's true to us, we're going to create that difference. We're going to be memorable. We're going to connect on a different level because we're showing up having done our work and the data, the data will support that. So if you haven't done any of these, started any of these practices, I would encourage you to start one. If you've, uh, you're kind of here and there and you, you know, you do it one day, not the other, I would challenge you to maybe do a 30 day challenge and say, how can I get consistent on all of these things and, and really look at the results that they're playing? You know, where, where am I seeing improvement in myself, in my patience and my focus and my clarity and my energy levels, all these things and pinpoint it back. Okay. What am I doing? That's, that's driving that. I like that. I'm going to do more of it. So hope hope you enjoyed that. Hope you took something away from it. I think now coming into the, the end of the year, this is where we really need to put our heads down, but in an enjoyable way. So it's not just this grind. It's a, it's a joyful grind. <laughs> it's a purposeful and intentional grind to get where we want to be. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.